0: This is Wonder Time. I'm Emmy. And I'm Audrey. This is a unique series that takes a perspective of investigating the world around us through the eyes of nature. We'll discover themes, tell fun stories, weave together facts, and pose ongoing
1: questions to spark curiosity and wonder.
0: Our first series is
1: Life Through the Spectrum. Using science, art, examples in nature, and themes throughout human history, we will discover the amazing phenomena of the seven colors of the rainbow.
0: Hi, Audrey. Hi, Emmy.
1: We've arrived in the middle of the spectrum. Green shows up abundantly in nature. Shooting up from the earth. In the rolling hills of the Emerald Isle. Alive, fresh, brilliant, and innovative. We see a lot of green in nature. Think of lush rainforests like the ones in Brazil. Let's explore some of
0: the places we find it. Whenever it rains, green shows up after. Trees and their abundance of leaves often fill our vision with green. You know, I recently learned
1: that there are over 3 trillion trees on planet Earth, which is more than the amount of stars in the Milky Way. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem the case. There is a cycle, for hardwoods at least— The leaf buds are light green in the spring, deep green in the summer, and then turn red, orange, and yellow, and then brown when they fall in autumn. So many different colors of green. Then there are green
1: pine and green evergreen trees seen mostly in mountainous areas. And they are green all year round because their needles never fall off. Although they do turn brown when the entire tree
0: dies. Plants grow through a process of photosynthesis. What makes plants green is a photosynthetic pigment called chlorophyll.
1: Chlorophyll absorbs the blue and red portions of the electromagnetic spectrum, which is why plants show up as such a bright green color.
0: There are all sorts of green grasses made popular by U.S. suburbia. I love the smell of freshly mowed grass in the summer. A perfectly manicured lawn is often pumped full of pesticides and fertilizers. Left to its own devices,
1: grass will grow wild with dandelions, clover patches, and a species of weed called crabgrass will take over. It's really hard to get rid of.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Also prevalent in nature is green lichen and moss. They have an interesting symbiosis, half fungi and half algae. The algae provides photosynthesis and the fungus provides a nice home.
1: It's a snack for elk
0: and moose and it's
1: found all over the world from the frozen tundra to the blazing hot desert. While it is often green, it does come in a variety of colors.
0: And it's used in litmus tests to read pH levels. The lichen is ground into a powder and adhered to paper strips. It undergoes chemical change when exposed to alkaline and liquids and displays its color, the, the color that corresponds to a certain pH level. Lichen is also used for dyes ranging from greens to oranges and boiled in water with ammonia added creates reds and purples as well.
1: The moss equivalent in the marine world is algae and seaweed. It grows so abundantly all over ocean surfaces and it's very hard to eliminate once it's
0: taken over. It can sometimes make water look green. The name speaks for itself, a weed that grows in the sea. It's also called seaweed forests. Hmm. I love to eat seaweed snacks. They're so delicious. Oh, green foods. There are quite a few. Some I like more than others. Zucchini, green beans, green cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, olives, avocados, mint and limes, and jalapenos, often seen in Mexican cuisine. Love me some
1: margaritas. And also there's healthy green leafy lettuces like kale and collard greens, which are super nutritious. And and spirulina, all things used to make green smoothies.
0: Although amazingly exotic looking, green mushrooms are probably not best served on pizza. (laughs) No, they're not. There's one species of green mushrooms commonly known as the parrot toadstool or parrot wax cap that is found across northern Europe. It's a shiny, glossy, tiny, cute looking mushroom. Such a fun guy. And then there's this thing called Laotia viscosa,
1: which is a mushroom with a yellow stem and green cap, which grows under conifer trees. And it
0: looks like something out of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, fantastical. Now, when food goes bad, it can grow mold that is green. And when food comes out of the body
1: in the form of vomit, it's also sometimes green. Yeah. um, (laughs) Speaking of gross topics, infection also shows up as green when it's oozing out of the body.
0: Yeah, green is young, fresh, and healthy. What's interesting is when it expires, a new green often moves in. For us humans, this can be a warning sign of something unwanted. True. And what about the animal kingdom? Well, I find green insects to be pretty cute, like inchworms and caterpillars, although not when they eat my parsley plants. No. And there's the praying mantis. Yes. I
1: once found a praying mantis on the streets of New York City, true story, and I brought him to dinner and a movie with me. He was the best date ever. I don't know what happened to that guy, but he was a keeper.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's kind (laughs) of funny. (laughs) There are green lizards, too, like iguanas, green anolis, and the gecko. Made famous, of course, by the Geico commercial. And lots of green snakes. Lots of green snakes. Yes. The deadly green python, the Mississippi green water snake... The eastern green mamba. Ooh, mamba makes me want to dance. And there's more rough green snakes and smooth green snakes, which make really good pets. I don't want to touch them to find out which one is which. And there's green tree snakes and green vine snakes. And
1: don't forget the green whip snake. It's a firecracker. There are a lot of green snakes, but we'll stop there. I think we're getting the picture.
0: Yeah. There aren't too many green birds, but there are a few and they really stand out in the wild. Of course, we know about parakeets and parrots.
1: Polly want a cracker. And there's also
0: this bird called the cherry-headed canoeer, useful for blending into canopy. And moving on, there are some beautiful green stones and crystals, such as green emerald, peridot, fluorite, jade, and malachite. Moldavite is a silica projectile rock formed by a meteorite impact probably in southern Germany that occurred about 15 million years ago.
1: Ooh, that sounds like science fiction. You know, copper is a brilliant orange-pink metal, and when it oxidizes, it becomes green. So sometimes architects and designers use it specifically for this reason. The Statue of Liberty is one example of that.
0: Oh, yeah. Liberty and freedom for all, representing innovation and the American dream. There's lots of entrepreneurship in the USA. True. Very inspiring. But back to copper, throughout history, it was also used as a pigment for painting. How? Well, copper carbonate, the name for copper when it oxidizes and turns green, was intentionally produced to create the verdigris pigment, a very vibrant green. This started during the Renaissance in order to depict natural worlds more realistically.
1: Wow. And another pigment widely used was known as shields green. It was a pea green color made with arsenic.
0: Which, of course, was extremely dangerous. Yes. Get this. In dry conditions, tiny particles would become airborne and could get into a person's lungs. And in damp conditions, the dye would create a mold that would release the poison back into the air. So basically, it
1: would kill you one way or the other.
0: Yeah. And later, an emerald
1: green color was also made with arsenic. It was all the rage. It was used to decorate candles, gowns, confections. And even after doctors warned against it, many people continued to use it.
0: Yeah, some people believe that Napoleon died of arsenic poisoning.
1: Wow, people will do a lot for color.
0: Now, let's move on to how green shows up in culture around the world. Right. Well, many examples. Ireland is known as the Emerald Isle, which originates from a poem called When Erin First Rose. When Erin first rose from the dark
1: smelling flood, God blessed the green island. He saw it was good. The emerald of Europe, it sparkled and shone in the
0: ring of this world, the
1: most precious stone.
0: Green in the Irish flag represents Catholicism, and Irish music and dancing stem directly from the green nature of the isle, uplifting and enlivening.
1: Yes, and then there's the green political party, which focuses on helping the planet, and the term "greening the environment" denotes making it more environmentally friendly.
0: And a couple more examples. A person is green if they are unskilled at something. Green Hills at ski resort are for beginner skiers. And when a person has a green thumb, it means that they're good with plants.
1: True. And of course, green is the color of money. And on the low end of the bar, it can denote greed and jealousy.
0: The term green with envy originated with William Shakespeare. And Othello, Iago warns Othello Beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. Love me some, Shakespeare. And now on to green liquor. Green drinks don't come off as appetizing at first, but there is one that has been popular for centuries, absinthe, also known as the green fairy or the green muse because of its supposed hallucinogenic properties.
1: <laughs> yes, it's green because of muddled plant leaves, a combination of anise, fennel, and wormwood. And I'm pretty sure it was the wormwood that made people crazy. It originated with the Greeks, Egyptians, and Romans, but they used it as an antiseptic and insect repellent back then.
0: Absinthe became a recreational drink later in the 1700s. French soldiers in Africa had been drinking it to ward off the heat and keep away malaria. Pretty soon, it caught on in France. In the 1860s, 5 p.m. became known as the Green Hour.
1: Wow, the French really love their alcohol. Chartreuse is also a green liquor made from herbs and plants made in France by the Carthusian monks since 1737, according to very specific
0: instructions. And since you brought up monks, how does green show up in religion and mythology? As
1: we mentioned briefly before, green is associated with the Catholic religion, but we see that it's much more prevalent in the Islamic religion.
0: Yeah, green is associated directly with the Prophet Muhammad. When he died, he was covered in a green sheath. The Islamic afterlife is called paradise, which means eternal garden, where everyone is donned with green robes and sit upon green silk couches.
1: How groovy. And a lot of Islamic poetry mentions the color green.
0: In Islamic countries, you can find a lot of green mosque domes. Also, many Islamic nations use green in their flags, such as Iran, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Palestine, Turkmenistan.
1: And then there are myths throughout history of green men with characters such as the old English Green Knight, Robin Hood, Puck from Peter Pan, and of course, the famous green leprechaun found with the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Don't steal me lucky charms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're plucky and spirited characters. On the other hand, sometimes the devil or evil characters are depicted in green. But the stories throughout the ages of monsters and dragons are associated with the life cycle of death and rebirth. Yeah, green seems to have a connection with the earth, which may explain the association with rebirth.
1: And fairies and elves are often depicted in green because they live with the plants and the trees.
0: Well, let's talk about the eyes now and our vision. This is the first color we've come to that is an eye color and not a common one. But green eyes are really beautiful and (laughs) eye-catching.
1: Yes, they are. So how does the eye see green?
0: (laughs) This is where I had a good laugh because as we've gone through the colors in the spectrum, there are articles that claim red pops out to the most to the eye, or orange is most visible to the eye, or yellow is the color the eye sees first. And when I looked up green, I read the human eye sees green best. What? What is this? (laughs) Each color is great, but these are very general statements.
1: Right. And to dig a little further and recap from previous episodes, red does appear to pop out to the eye because the eyeball changes shape slightly when it perceives the color. And red, orange, and yellow in that order become increasingly visible to the eye to the point that yellow is so bright it becomes
0: reflective and it's its own light source in a way. Each color is special and unique and operates in its own way. What happens with green is that two of the cones in our eye are actually able to pick up the color. The cones geared toward picking up red can actually pick up shades ranging from red to green. I didn't know this. And the cones geared toward green can pick up colors from greenish turquoise all the way through to a fairly orange yellow. So this is interesting. The three types of cones in our eyes are labeled green, red, and blue. But they each pick up a wider range than that specific color name.
1: Hmm, well, color is light, which is energy, and science measures it in wavelengths. Each color has a wavelength range. Well, the wavelength range of each cone in the eye is actually much larger than the color they're named after, which is why you have cones geared toward
0: red actually picking up colors in the green range. It gives us the ability to pick up a wide variety of greens very well. Yes.
1: Now, we started out this episode talking about all the ways that green shows up on our planet, so now let's finish it up in
0: outer space. Let's just get the green aliens with big oval eyes that live on other planets and visit our planet out of the way. Ha <laughs> Yes.
1: So there are stars called green stars, but it turns out the color that we see is actually just an optical illusion. Apparently those stars are blue and white stars that only sometimes appear green because of the way the light is reflected from other planets. However, there is this one star called Zubanesh also known commonly as Beta Libre, which is one of the brightest stars in the Libra constellation, and it seems to always appear green. Stargazers assert that this is the actual color of the star, while astronomers dispute that theory. There's no way to verify it just yet, so... It will have to remain a mystery.
0: Well, there's also a really cool phenomena, a green flash that can be seen in places like Hawaii right after the sun sets over the horizon. I saw it myself when I was visiting the big island a couple of years ago. It's pretty cool. Also, Uranus is known as the green planet. It appears blue-green because of the methane in its atmosphere. It absorbs the red light from the sun. Wow.
1: And recently there was news of a green comet passing over our planet. It's called the Swan Comet, and it can be seen streaking to the constellation of Pisces. I haven't seen it myself, but supposedly it has a funny green and yellow head and tail. It's kind of like a space dragon.
0: All right. Well, to wrap up, green is a vibrant color that shows up in nature all over our planet. It's fresh, energetic, and exciting, representing
1: new things. It's connected
0: to jealousy and greed, also infection and spoilage.
1: Celebrated in Islamic paradise, French liquor, and exciting astronomical events. Green is the color that keeps us on our toes. Awesome. There's so much more to color than meets the eye. And in case you're wondering... We know that it's bold of us to take on such a visual topic through the auditory medium of a podcast.
0: We hope that our words are able to paint a picture that will tantalize your imagination and get your wheels turning about the fascinating world of color.